Welcome back to Weekly Dish here on My Talk 101, 101, 107.1. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Alex Where today. Where are we? Where are we? Who are we? What's going on? Um, I'm so, uh, that was really fun. We had a good first hour and we talked a little bit about back to school stuff and some foods and like buying fruits and all this kind of good stuff. Um, Jill left us with a bunch of yeah, she cool did. products from the Wedge, like a ton of different like plant-based ramens. I might send those to the kid. I'm definitely going to eat the cheese. I'm definitely going to eat. You've already the- eaten the cheese, I know, don't. I, I do love it. You're welcome back anytime, Jill. I know. Uh, and also, just to kind of know what you know, there's some interesting things that during different seasons, you know, at co-ops and at the grocery stores, I think is fun. You know, yeah, you yeah. Know? And I was saying during break that I'm going to maybe drag the kid there because it's it's such a fun experience. It's so much better than you know walking up and down the giant warehouse. It's pretty. It's colorful. It's interesting. There's different things. Might uh, get her stoked about food. Do you? Yeah. Well, I mean, like kids are tough, right? I mean, yeah. like you can only show them the lake. You can't make them drink or whatever. Lead them to water. Don't drink the lake water. Don't drink people. the lake water. I guess that's a bad thing. <laughs> um, but you know, don't, I don't eat know. rancid pork. I, there's definitely, yeah, definitely don't do that. But there's definitely, as far as like kids and back to school and trying to figure out what's healthy. And I know that we come off summer and everything's relaxed in the summer. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, yeah, I don't know, have a popsicle for breakfast. That's fine. <laughs> Move along. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you're like, okay, you have to go sit in a classroom and you got to think about things. And that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, okay. We're going to do top two in hour two. Give him the old one. All right, so we are talking about the two things that we are kind of loving and digging the most right now. Why don't you go ahead and give me your first one? So my first thing is State Fair dupes, which was going to be a whole nother topic. But so during the State Fair, there's some things that we just loved, and especially my picky kid loved certain items. And I thought... I can make this at home. Yeah. And so I've been, I made uh, from the hangar. They have the island hopper at the hangar. Have you ever had it? It's in a pineapple yes. boat, shredded chicken, teriyaki chicken, rice, and pineapple. Like, yeah. How simple is that? And I made it this week and I, I forgot to make the pineapple boat. Like I absent, <laughs> absentmindedly cut the pineapple the way I always do yeah. and then looked at all the remains in the trash like oh sorry Mel we don't we're not eating it Forgot out of the that boat whole part. but you know I, I the pineapple the green onions the sesame seeds the whole thing I just made it exactly the same she's been eating it up so I'm loving it next on my list I'm going to try and make the cappuccino slushy which she likes that's over at um the it's called the the farmers union has a mocha frappe. I'm yeah. gonna try and replicate that. I wish I had the those spinny machines from Shells because I would love to make that blue beer. Oh, you mean like just like a slushy machine? Yeah, but aren't they special? Mm-mm. Are they? They're just a slushy, a slushy machine. machine, man. Okay, so well, you could get one. 
Can you can I? find one. Because what I need is it's another probably a couple hundred bucks. Six, but... What I need is another single-use appliance in my <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> and then the other thing I really want to replicate is the biscuit sandwiches at Lulu's, those that we had. Those are so good. I love the one from last year with the chicken strips. So oh. it's the Bedding Earl yeah. biscuit that you can buy frozen, I believe. Yeah, you can buy those. Yeah. I think they're at Kowalski's. Yeah, and I know they have them potluck, too. But anyway, it's just like a southern, it's a southern chicken biscuit sandwich, and it's got a jalapeno pimento cheese spread and you know, crispy chicken tenders. Like, how fun would it be to make, you know, a, a couple weeks worth of state fairy yeah. foods for the kids? Yeah. And for the groups. Well, and plus, it's like a little bit of a fun challenge. It's like, again, it's like getting back into cooking and doing all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and asking asking your, your family, well, what did you like? And like the holy ham loaf breakfast. We can do that at home. Yeah. I have no idea what a ham loaf actually is, but I can find out. It's just like meatloaf with ham. Mm. It's just, it can be great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, I mean, I can make a, you know, a hole in my top bread and yeah. stick an egg in it. So yeah. those kinds of things, that's what I'm pretty stoked okay, about. I think I like this. I love this, yeah. these sort of like home hacks for your state fair stuff. Uh, good. Okay. So my first one is going to be uh, actually smoke out, which is happening on Sunday the 17th. So not tomorrow, but next Sunday. And it's at Keg and Case Market, you guys. And um, it's going to be really fun this year. We're doing, uh, there's a dozen or so, you know, s- local chefs who bring in their smokers. And, uh, we in you know, so they're doing a whole bunch of different cool things. Um, everything from, you know, Mike German from 328 Grill is going to be there in the VIP section. We've got White Rabbit Kitchen, which is a new food truck that is kind of got some really cool smoking Things happening. We've got Apostle Supper Club. You know, we've mm. got all those kind of guys. Handsome Hog. Um, and just a lot of, and a lot of like ones that you may not have heard of, you know, which I think is kind of fun. Um, and and I think that it's going to be fun this year because at Keg and Case, it's a little bit chiller. Like we've had it at Allianz Field before. Yeah, that's when I went. Huge. Yeah, and that's yeah. also fun and great. But it's right. just kind of, we're you know, we're just kind of taking it down a little bit and doing a little bit more quaint. We have Sophia Aris is going to be doing music and... Um, other kind of fun. Uh, I don't remember who the second band is, and it's making me crazy. I'm but sure anyway, fabulous. We also have Whiskey Whirl happening, so there's going to be a bunch of whiskey Excuse there. Me? I know, oh. and including the Smart Select, which is the whiskey that I made with Brother Justice. <gasps> okay, wait. This is on the 17th. <laughs> yep. Okay, Joe and I will be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I just got a DM uh, with a ham loaf. Someone sent me a ham loaf Perfect. recipe. Appreciate it. Yeah, love a ham loaf. Uh, okay, so that's and I'm gonna so I'm gonna put a link up with the tickets and everything else uh, for Smokeout. But do stay tuned to the Weekly Dish Facebook page mm. this week because we're gonna throw I'm gonna throw a little giveaway out for cool. Smokeout tickets there. But I'm gonna do it this during the week. How so. much are they? I think they're 125 for VIP, which are almost sold out, and I think it's only 85 for general admission. And this is all you can eat. Like this is like yeah. you're there and you're just eating. And there's whiskey sips, and then you can purchase beer and all that kind of stuff. But and then the music is just you know it's just part of it. Cool. So there you go. Great Sunday afternoon from noon it to five. Sounds I Sounds like it. I wonder what the weather will be. It looks like, like to be 70. Oh, shop. Nice. So great. What about that? So right. great. What's your second one? My second one is um on was it Thursday? Thursday I went to Leyline. Okay. With and ran into you there. Yep. And it was I loved the room. It's really small, but I loved the room. I loved the vibe in the room. And I had a cocktail that I uh did not look up. I yeah. But it was it had squid ink in it. 
in the egg foam and it was not only gorgeous but delicious and um egg foam drinks can get kind of tricky uh amelia amelia Reno, you remember amelia she used to say she, she was from star and tribune she's traveling all over the world now oh anyway right. she's the one who said sometimes egg foam drinks smell like wet dog which now I, you can't unhear yeah, and unknow and i this drink was just so like punky like it was sour and delicious it was really well balanced and it's absolutely beautiful okay so that I was really excited. It to was have a gorgeous. Nice it was a it was beautiful. Gorgeous. Did beautiful. you say you had one before? I, I feel that? like I re- I thought I had, but I don't think I'd no. had that one. I no. had a different one. That you were had... having like Chablis or something. I, was I don't know what you Cremant. Oh well, I love a Cremant. Right. If there's a Cremant on the man, on the, oh, okay. which is just another sh- version of champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a different region. Oh, okay. But it's usually a little bit more bready. And you I love fancy. Cremant. Oh my god, I love it. Um, okay, so here's my second one, which is also a drink. Um, is actually it is uh, it is National Bourbon Heritage Month. Don't know if you knew. I did not. I know, but on September 16th at Jay Carver, our friend Gina Holman, or as we like to call her, Gina J. Carver, uh, <laughs> she is having. They're having a huge event September 16th. So this is next Saturday from five to eight thirty out at the distillery. And they are launching, you guys, their seven-year bourbon, the seven-year Brickyard bourbon release. Let me just tell you, this, they are the only—they're one of, if not the only local who has a seven-year whiskey, which is a yeah. significant aging moment for whiskey, obviously. But they're celebrating uh, the release during of the limit, and it's a limited release party. Um, and they're just, gosh, you guys, I'm just telling you this: they're going to have buddies, buddy boys, fine barbecue beef brisket sandwich along with some tasty sides they're gonna have uh, a seven-year brickyard old-fashioned welcome cocktail uh that you're gonna get a 750 milliliter bottle of the seven year brickyard um and then you get special surprises throughout the night and it's a 95 dollar ticket which oh that's not bad. the bottle is a 65 dollar value mm-hmm. so like it's a pretty good gig it's limited seating. Doors open at 5 o'clock, but I'm just telling you that this is really a really fun event. Out in Maconan, if you haven't been to that distillery, it's really great. And the tours, and you get to go into the back barrel room mm-hmm. that are stacked to the ceiling, and it's... Ugh, it and I love so any excuse to go to Maconan. I love it out there. So good. And by the way, the drink is called the Black Negroni Sour. Oh, you're which has like? a, Yeah, it has a... Um, the, what makes it tangy was the balsamic vinegar, and it has squid ink absinthe. 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 How? Abs? Absinthe. Absinthe. That should not be a word. Yeah, it is. It's French. Absinthe. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, delish. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, you guys, and we're going to come back with, uh, we're going to talk about some restaurant stuff, some things that we saw this week out at restaurants. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. It's here just in time for fall. Pumpkin Spice Fitness. The YMCA has new Pumpkin Spice Pilates, Pumpkin Spice Swimming, Pumpkin Spice Spin, and more. Every workout has a whisper of nutmeg, every curl a hint of clove, and your sweat will smell like cinnamon. Plus, you'll get a free pumpkin spice fitness assessment to help you have a healthy fall. Spice up your routine at ymcanorth.org. Gonna make it out. All right, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. It's Steph March and Alex today. Hello. While Shanson is up at her cabin. Doing a wedding, I think, for some of her family. Yeah. I think that's what's happening up there. Um, all right. So we wanted to talk a little bit about about some restaurant experiences that we had this week. And you, let's start, because you had 
you had some feelings about a certain feelings. experience. Yes, yes. And we can, like, let's dig through those feelings. Okay. Oh, okay. Instead of eating our feelings like we've been doing all morning. Right. So I went out with some girlfriends. A friend uh, was in from out of town. We missed her terribly. So it was a pretty special occasion. And we went to Porzana. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yes. And it was less than stellar. They put us in a back, back, back table, which basically faced a garbage can. Oh. And the kitchen. So we got to see Chef. And I was going to say, the kitchen is kind of a... The kitchen's kind of there, but it was in the very, very back. So it was a lot of corner... You know, behind yeah. those kinds of things, and so and that you, yeah, that's too. You, it was, was too much. It was very bright light coming from the kitchen, and I was l- literally looking into a garbage can, yeah. and I thought I can't. And you know, and I, we were talking in the previous segment, like when is it okay to say something? You know, nobody wants to be a Karen, but you know. My friends were just this. We we really want to have a good experience. I mean, who doesn't, right? It's not because our experience or our evening was any more special than anybody else's in the restaurant. It just wasn't working for you. It was in not that working space. for us to sit there, and so we asked. The reaction was not positive to our request. Um, we what were, did you ask? We asked, "Is there any table we can move to?" And was there and anything open? There were several tables opening up as we were asking, and we're like, "Well, how about this one? How about this one?" And they, we were told that, nope, this is our only large table. Well, that's it, they're all two tops. So no, that's not. That's just not. I mean, they were all just two tops. It was that, three of you or four of you. It was five of us. Oh, five of so, you. So again, understanding that yeah. there was a lar- that it was a large party, we were not saying like kick out these four people and make it. We were just there was other six tops opening next to us, oh, okay. and we asked if we could be moved there before they sat someone else there. Anyway. um, it was a lot of no, and then our server, Nick J, which I wanted to give him a shout out because he saved, this is another thing, he saved the night. He was so lovely and so positive, made us feel great about, yes, I, I hear you, I validate you, and uh, he moved us just one table over. It turned out to be such a fantastic experience with him. So he moved you? He, I don't know who was in charge, but he made it happen okay and my point to that is we had a an unpleasant beginning that was saved by one human being so you know i felt okay i'm glad we gave it a chance i mean we weren't gonna walk out yeah right but we were also not gonna have a great experience yeah and so this was really i just really appreciated that somebody decided yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna whether he was empowered to do i don't know but he did. Yeah. Well, he and must have been because he did it. He did it. And yeah. it turned out to be just such an incredible experience. We and we order, you know, one of everything. And, you know, we just had a blast. We just had a really great time. But that just made me think. And I've been thinking about it ever since is when is it OK? Just like our previous caller said, when is it OK to say, you know, I just this is just not working for me. Right. I think that there's and I think and it's funny that we had that call earlier because exactly. we, we were going to talk about this this hour. Yeah. But I think that there's something to say about definitely delivery. But I also think there comes to a point where I think as diners, we can understand what's entitlement and what isn't. Right. Yes. I mean, like, is it, 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 it are we complaining or are we are we are we giving feedback in a space that is about constructive for both the restaurant and our, and our night. Cause you are paying for a night yes. to be there and yes. you want to have a good dinner and you want to have it to be, you want to have a good time. That's why you're out. 
Um, and then is it constructive towards that or is it because there's little things that maybe are out of the control that would not necessarily like sometimes when people are like, well, the, it's just too loud in here. Mm. <laughs> That's right, not right. constructive. There's right. nothing that they can do about that. Right. Like it's the way the building is. It's the pitch right. of the people around you. Someone asked me, they're like, what do I do if there's like a woman next to me who is so loud and yes. she's laughing so loud? And yes. I'm like. So you can't really, there's nothing you can do about that. They can't go to her and say, I'm sorry, could you be more quiet? And I did actually notice that at Porzana specifically, it was really, really loud. There's zero fabric in that room. And so that was a choice they made. And my choice as a diner is if I want a quiet, intimate space, I'm just not going to go back there on those nights. There was, and just so you know, the people they tried to seat there right after us, had the exact same experience. Asked right. to be moved, stood around, looked irritated as the host was trying to figure out what to do with him. So it was very much like this is... So here's the thing with those kind of tables and just yeah. coming from the years of hospitality exactly. that I worked. I yes. think that those kind of tables are always going to be rough. But at the same time, there's a lot of times where people walk in and they're like, we'll take whatever. We'll love it. Like we can get you in, but it's at a table that's a little bit rough or it's a little table that's it's we have one table open yeah and it's just sitting right you know it's next to the kitchen so it's it's a little bit busy like there's moments that you could save that table for walk-ins and just you know if if you are packed with reservations and there is a wait that could be a port in a storm for someone who then is like wow i didn't think we were going to get in tonight and so that they can be like that's fine like i absolutely will take that table because at least i get to sit down tonight right but is that is it worth keeping the table for all the times the people are going to i'm assuming are going to complain and ask to be moved for the one time that that happens or do you just put a shrub there? I understand the financial aspect of it. I understand that every table makes you money. I get all that. But for me, as a diner... For you, yeah. For me, specifically as a diner, and my table, and you know, all but one of us are food people and none of us pulled any sort of cards that night, but... But I mean, that's the we thing. We were there like, for the experience of, you know, having an entire experience and I know that Chef understands... The entirety of the experience. And, you, so. and you did have that experience at a different table. So it really Absolutely. is just that those few things bugged you about that table. Mm-hmm. And so the problem, the question is, though, is that is that a higher value to some people than it is to actually sit and have dinner? Absolutely. Because I don't know if like if I was waiting to get in, if I was at like Balthazar in New York yeah. and I had been waiting and I knew there was no shot that I could get in. I just walked in off the street and I was like, dude, look, I really want to eat here. Can I eat here? Like, is there any way you can, you know, if there's any table and yeah. they were like, yeah, there's one that no one loves. It's by the kitchen. The door swings open. You're going to hear a lot of noise. I think I would say fine. In, in that, that very moment. specific situation. So but, do you keep that table open for those moments? Yeah. Okay. Why not? Right. Why because, would you why would you deny that person then that moment? No, I get that, but why would you put someone who made a very a long reservation? Well, I would also I would also tell you that if that table during earlier parts of the day, earlier yeah. parts of the night, yeah. might not it might not be that bad. Like it might not be, it might not be as crazy. I don't know. I don't know the table right, you're talking right, about, right, so I can't right, really speak to right, it. I'm just saying right. from a hospitality standpoint yeah it may not like if there's less people if it's less if it's not the high time yeah that table might be a different thing maybe we're gonna take a quick break you guys when we come back and i have a counter experience that i want to actually highlight same restaurant oh and it just but it, it kind of expands on this theme a little bit so stay tuned for that we'll be right back this is the weekly dish on my talk 1071. Introducing Old Dutch's two newest flavors, Dutch Crunch Garden Herb and Everything Bagel Popcorn. 
Garden Herb Kettle Chips are seasoned with a flavorful medley of fresh herbs and spices to make any occasion worth reminiscing about. Premium Everything Bagel Popcorn is another new must-try. Flavored with a delicious blend of sesame seeds, poppy seeds, dried onion, and garlic that's sure to be one of your new favorites, stop by your local grocery or convenience store to pick up your favorite local snacks. Old Dutch Foods. Quality lives here. Dance the night away. Have you been listening to the Barbie soundtrack, by the way? Nope. Oh, it's so good. I've only seen... Have you see, seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw it once in LA. Yeah, I need to go again. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so before the break, you guys, Alex and I were talking about... Uh, she had a restaurant experience at Porzana that dealt with a table situation that was not ideal. Um, it impacted the way that they felt about their evening. Uh, she did mention that a server kind of saved the day and helped them out and then made them feel welcome, made them feel appreciated and all that kind of good stuff. Made so, us feel heard. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's really a piece of this. Absolutely. And you, your server, Nick J. Yes. Is, I mean, like a veteran in the industry, not a newbie, someone who knows has been around the block and knows what he's doing. You know who this is? I do know who it is. Oh, mm-hmm. I did. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think that there's something to say about that. Like, yes. And that's a beautiful thing. And we're losing more than we're gaining, although we're gaining them. We're, it's just the idea that I also had lunch with uh, a woman who I know is a veteran server. And she's like, I just have to do one night a week, even though I'm working other things, because it's part of my soul. And that is a thing where like, we have this sort of hospitality, you know, world that I think that people forget about. Because I think the, the cultural zeitgeist right now is that working in restaurants sucks and they mm. i mean dishers you guys know that i've talked this is a little bit of a pedestal yeah. or i get on a little soapbox about this but it's because they've sort of demonized it in order to make us aware how hard it is so that we can pay attention and help bring it into a better space and i get that that's necessary but i don't want to demonize the act of service because it is it is wonderful it is it is selfless and it is something that to teach the people that sometimes you can do things that are not just about your own personal identity. Like you right. can help someone have a wonderful night you and did. that gives back to you too. Right. And I feel like, you know, it's always the, the topic of when do you complain? It's also important about not making people who literally just don't have the power right. to help you making them feel bad. And so we, we try going to the host, you know, you try and figure out, well, who really would have the power to do this? So I don't make anybody else. It's constructive. Constructive. Instead of yes. just or just sitting at your table and doing like passive aggressive, like, eh, eh. well, that would be fine if we didn't have to stare at garbage all night. <laughs> like doing that kind of thing. That doesn't help anybody. No, doesn't help your night. Or, I don't know. Going on the radio and talking about it. Well, but this, yeah, this is you weren't you're not getting anything from doing this. You no, know I'm I mean? not. I'm not. We paid fully and, and it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was all lovely. But so that I was at that same restaurant earlier this week. I was at mm-hmm. Porzana and I sat at the bar. I got in there right at five, was not busy. There was like four of us there and sat at the bar with my friend and we ended up sitting there for a couple hours and as we do and we ordered drinks and we ordered dinner and it was fantastic. And, and I would say that the, you know, there was definitely the funny thing is, is it got fuller and fuller and fuller yeah. as the night went on and people came and sat next to us. And this one guy came up to me and he was like, oh, is this your bag? And which was sitting on my the chair behind me. And I said, yeah, I can move that for sure. And I popped it down, you know, by my feet. 
And then he proceeded in a very man-spready way to take out his wallet, his phone, and his glasses and set them as a border of where my arms should not go any farther. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) And I just sat there. My friend was looking like, oh, my God. We call that a spite fence. I know. And I was like, wow. That was like, you just, he like set it and he like edged it over. He was like within three inches of my fork that had been set down by the server for the plating. And I was like. I was like, wow, okay, territorial. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I thought, but what was really funny to me is the dude like had his wallet as the outer line of defense. And I was like, I'm going to just take your wallet <laughs> and go, my brother. You know, Just to prove a point. Right, but I didn't. No. Um, but nonetheless, I was sort of like, you know, it's tight. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And, you know, sat up and did my thing. Did not flick my hair. Mm. May have laughed too loud. Um, but one of the things <laughs> that we were talking about, my friend and I were, is that um, that there is... The thing that we love about the bar, we find ourselves eating at the bar often. And he had said that he had been at a different restaurant where the table maintenance was not great. Like in terms of like they were served a course and then, you know, especially with small plates, you kind of get a bunch of courses and stuff. And then and then he said that. But then there's still stuff on the table and they were still like kind of maybe a little bit nibbling, but not really for sure. Mm -hmm. And then dessert came and like there was no resetting of the plates and there was no clearing of all the things. And he's like, I get it with small plates. It gets a little bit weird because like, you know, there could be like one little thing over here and everything else. And he's like, but usually before the save the sweet course or the whatever your dessert, most of that should be gone. Right. And I said, yeah. And I said, the thing is, is like, that's the case that might be that there might be not enough wait assistance on the floor. The server has like too many tables, you know, people didn't show up there, right. you know, but unfortunately that's the situation that can happen at a table where it almost never happens at the bar mm. because the bar is premium space. Obviously mm-hmm. we know by Mr. Wallet fence man. Yes. Um, but also they're, they're staring at you the entire time. They're not like, you know, you're, you never have to flag down. You may have to flag down your bartender if they're busy in the well or something like that. Yeah. But most of the time that they're, they're staring at you the whole, they're like face to face with you. Yeah. Right. And so for a lot of people, when I think if you want that personalized attention, you should be eating at the bar. Yeah. Well, we ate at the bar at Leyline yeah. and it was exactly that. The, the bartender was, she was, you know, she was really busy and fleeting around, but she always kind of like, I could always catch her eye no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And I always think that that if for, so I feel like if, if people have had that feeling of they have, and I I get it for six people, it's never going to work. Like it's definitely a two top moment, you know, um, it's and usually you can do four at the bar. It gets a little harder. Yeah, I don't. I don't like, like that. Do I don't want. I want to be able to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. it's a little mm-hmm, bit rougher. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It's not an experience right. for more multiples. Um, but I will say that there's like you know I just tend to I have like great bartending friends around town. Not necessarily because they make any sort of magical drink that I need to have. It's right. because there's hospitality at the bar that you don't necessarily can't get not that you can't get it at a right. table i'm not saying that it's just that it's easiest to cultivate it in my mind at the bar that's so interesting because i never ever think of it and when we went to Leyline, i had a reservation oh, we, you needed, did. we needed to change the time and it was the time we needed to change it to wasn't available so i just canceled the reservation i was like let's just take our chances and so aaron got there first she bellied up to the bar and then i met up with her and you happened to be there yeah but it was it turned out to be as all I could think of is, why don't I do this more? And I think it's because I want to know that I have a spot. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to take right, the risk. risk. I'm not driving all the way to Excelsior. Yeah. Um, 
and then hoping that there'll be a spot at the bar. Yeah, I can feel that for you. Yeah. I do. And I knew that I was going to there, but I also knew that I showed up there at like 4.30 or quarter to five, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah. and I was like... Yeah. And we were going across the street anyway, so yeah. it's, it made sense at but the time. But for, at that point, I knew that, the, that there was likely not going to be a huge... And I like to go to the bars during happy hour and then yeah. snack. Like, that's yeah. kind of the, the good vibe for it. But I do think there's something to say about... So, sitting there and talking with this, we had... So, at Porzana, you know, we had... Uh, by the way, mm. a standard setting vodka martini. You guys, oh my god! Yeah. I don't drink vodka martinis. I, you know, I drink martinis, but like the vodka martini, I will go gin first every time, yeah. unless there's something special. This one was spectacular! Wow! Oh my god, it was so so good, and it was um, I don't. It was just it was perfectly cold, perfectly like salty with you know, but also yeah. just kind of light and beautiful. And from that moment onward, we had conversations, we had our food was brought to us. I had some amazing like crudos, you know, some of the great Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. um, at Mm -hmm. at Porzana, some of the cold items, a lot of raw food, a lot of raw fish. You know, we had the scallops, which you wrapped in shiso leaf, which were tremendous. And then we did, and here's another thing about the bar. So by the time the steaks were going to come, this is still a new place. Remember this opened just before the state fair. Yeah. And, um, so we said, I was asking about the steaks because you have the Argentinian steaks and then mm-hmm. you have, you know, you have kind of the artisanal cuts and things right. like that. And I love that it's a separate menu. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, we said to them, we said to our bartender, uh, you know, tell, do you know that like if we're going to for sure get the Koji inoculated steak, yes. the New York strip, which is, you know, kind of a beautiful artisan, extremely particular moment. It's inoculated with a specific kind of mold, mm-hmm. which is safe and beautiful and lovely. Right. And it just makes it a little bit funkier. But I'm like, what steak would we pair with that to give us a different experience? I don't want two funky ones. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, what should we do with that in the in the Argentinian section? And our bartender looks at us and he's like, you know, I haven't had all the steaks to really understand that yet. Let me go get someone. Wow. And he went and got a server from the lounge area and she came behind the bar and talked to us about what it was and how it felt and that what service. these things. It wasn't even her table. We were not her table. Mm-hmm. And so that to me was a moment that that's a Porzana moment that stuck out as these people are empowered and your yeah. server was empowered to change situations. Situations will always have a factor of going wrong in a restaurant. Of course. That's not what I care about. I don't care if I heard that there was too, the cold air was beating down and the right. woman was laughing and her perfume and ugh. Right. Well, that's humanity. About, Stay home if you can't yes, handle those if, things. Yeah, don't live in the city if you don't want to hear right. cars. But my point is, is that are these people empowered to be able to handle the situation and do they know how to then fix it for you or how do they know how to answer for you? Mm-hmm. And to me... It won right. on that account. Yeah, and from for and us for too. Like, and then for glad us to too. hear that you heard that it, for you too. For yes, I would say that um, you know not so much at the host stand. Right, we did not feel heard or respected as a customer there. But then we just we went from there and kept asking, and everyone from there on was yeah. really really. You can sense when they're just like, yep, I get it. You want to have a good experience. I want you to have a good experience. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was definitely empowering your staff, all your staff. I don't know what the deal was with the hostess, but well, they're let's be clear. Hostesses are usually they're the just the ones getting yelled at. Usually, yeah, the most frenzied 
And they also have the most public facing without a lot of the reward. Yes. You don't get that relaxed moment. You get a lot of the tense beginnings. And they're also held to a certain standard by everybody else in the restaurant. So For sure. It's tough. No, it is. It is. It it's is. Tough. And you're usually they're kind of young. <laughs> they, it yes. tends to be a churned, you know, experience. We don't sure. really have maitre d's in the cities like we used to have, which sure, used to sure. be front door people who killed it. Right. But I'm I'm excited to actually give it one more try or many more tries and sit Don't at the bar. And yeah, definitely. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys, and then we're back to wrap it up. Uh, this is the weekly edition. My talk one oh seven one. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You love this song? This Fall Out Boy continuation of Billy Joel's epic saga? I think it's a little too on the nose for nowadays. Yeah? It's too on the nose? <laughs> How do you be you on the nose because the world is you know I, that's what i said the other day billy joel called it oh we didn't start the fire mm-hmm. i okay i just think that it's i just think that it's kind of a funny i can't believe no one has done that before like right. continued the song from 89 from when it mm-hmm, ended mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's pretty good uh okay so here we are at the end of the show yeah i mean you know Kind of all the things. Tell me a little bit about, uh, let's talk about Rosh Hashanah. Oh, okay. And stuff that, because you're not going to be here next week. So I want to talk a little bit about what that means for you. Um, Well, food. Yeah. And so Rosh Hashanah is the, uh, it literally means the head of the year. So it's the Jewish New Year. It is. It's the high holidays, which is uh, um, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. Okay. So very, very different. And then that goes into Sukkot, which is most kids' favorite holiday it's not a high holiday but it's fun it's when you make the huts in your house and you decorate it and no you clearly oh it's so fun and you just have like your snacks in there but the food is you know it's just like so symbolic of of the new year for Rosh Hashanah and so it's uh, a lot of apples you know like we just have apples here uh apples that you dip in honey really simple food to symbolize sweetness and for a sweet year uh, harvesty stuff. Uh, what I love about Jewish holidays is that they're very nature based. So it's a lot oh, about cool. harvest, yeah. a lot about um, 
celebrating nature and where we are in the year. There's also a lot of them that commemorate wars, but you know, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's, um, that's what I'm looking forward to. We make honey cakes. My mom makes this amazing brisket every year, which I'm no longer eating red meat. So we'll see what we do about that. Unless you make me at the fair. And um, yeah, so it's uh, a lot of people have a fish head on their table to because it's, you know, again, the head of the year. Yeah. We'll be skipping that. Okay. No, huh? Hala. We make a, a beautiful um, raisin honey hala, which I always use Zoe Francois' recipe. That sounds good. Yes. That sounds so It's good. all about the food, people. I love this. Okay. That's really great. Yeah. Um, and then when does it take place? When is it's, it? It's the, uh, I wrote it down. I think it's the 15th. And then Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement, a lot of people um, uh, fast for that. And oh, so yeah. that focus is really about brunch the next day. Oh, yeah. So you can take your hala and you're making... You know, you're making uh, bake the next morning, you know, like an egg bake the next morning. Sure. Um, it is. So this year, Roshna starts uh, the 15th through the 17th. And then Yom Kippur is the 24th. And in the Jewish tradition, it's always sundown to sundown is how holidays are celebrated. So, cool. Or celebrated or um, observed. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, I love that. And I wanted you to speak of that because I think that's so fun. I know. I'm, I'm bummed I can't be here next year, next week because it is, there are some great recipes, but look it up. Okay. I love it. Um, we are, uh, stuff that's going on this weekend in town. There's a lot of stuff happening. Is there? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just. Well, a, tomorrow's football game. Well, tomorrow's a football game. And do you know you can order, uh, nacho kits and Bloody Mary kits yes. from Enamales now? I know. So smart. Um, and then, uh, so tomorrow is the kickoff. If people are interested in that, it's at noon, isn't it? Like the game is at noon. Tomorrow's kickoff is at noon. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be a few whiskey tastings in at that point. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that. (laughs) And I have to leave early to get to Stillwater. So it's going to be an interesting day. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I'm not, we're not staying the whole game or anything, right? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. My daughter tells me that we better win because the Tampa Buccaneers are, are not as good. I know nothing about this. But that's what my sixteen-year-old is telling me. Okay, I'm uh, I'm I'm going for the, the spectacle. Let's. That's it. Uh, so here's the bigger thing, though. It is Oktoberfest season. It has already begun. It's Oktoberfesting, and I wanted to shout out that the St. Paul's Oktoberfest at the Germanic American Institute is is already raring. Like, they started yesterday. Mm-hmm. Full day today of great stuff. They've got Gerhard's Bratz. They've got Aki's Pretzels. There's tons of Udapil's beer. There's so many great things happening. It's just a really fun place to be. It just feels like Oktoberfest is the Steph March season. It is. It is. It's like literally pretzels. Yeah. Salty brats, bread and porky meats with things. beer. Done. Yeah. That's yeah. my heritage. You're done. Done. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you that Surly's Oktoberfest, they're starting theirs um, on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, and they're just running a month. They're not going to have like a one event. They're just going to have weekend live music and they're going to have, they've changed the menu in the restaurant to have... You know, fun. some new spetzel and some schnitzel and all sorts of good mm. stuff. And then they're just going to have fun stuff. So they're just going to let it go for the month, which I think is fun. Um, but also I wanted to shout out if you are possibly missing the fair and all the chatter that we gave to it, you could go to Wyzetta because it is James J. Hill Days this weekend. Oh. And so James J. Hill Days is always the weekend after Labor Day. And it used to be when I lived out there, we would always like, like if you missed your corn dog and you missed your, it's all happening in the same like, food t- kind of stuff is yep. what you're saying. What Carnivals, else happens there? Okay. They have a carnival. They have like a food truck alley. Mm. They've got art 
fair. They've got llama loving. They've got. Uh, I don't want to know what they've that got. Is. Rails and ales. Uh, they have a beer fest happening. Oh, fun. There's tons of stuff. Yeah, it, it's, it's also Liftbridge's anniversary. True, it is 15. 15 years for Liftbridge up in Stillwater. That's They're going to have food trucks, music, yeah. all the stuff today. They started at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to midnight. I know. I love I know. this about them. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of good things. They're doing this beer mile road race. Do you know about this? Yes, I heard. Where they like drink a beer, you drink a beer, run a quarter mile, drink another beer, run another quarter mile, drink a third beer, there's your third quarter mile, and then finally you have the last quarter of your beer. And then so With it's like lots one, of buckets at the end. Yeah, there's a lot of buckets. No that's thanks. fine. That I'll just watch that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, also out at the Arboretum, if you want to go, I don't know if there's still time to go to this, but the Field Fest is out there this Saturday. And it really is a really cool thing. If you're looking for something to take your kids to today, um, mm-hmm. Field Fest really kind of talks about how you harvest, like how food gets harvested. And it's about, you learn about beekeeping demonstrations. Oh. The kids can actually pull sugar beets out of the ground. I thought you were going to say the kids can actually feed the bees. They can feed the bees with their bodies. No. <laughs> um, but you can meet food growers. There's scavenger hunts. There's all sorts of fun stuff oh, out there fun. today. Gosh, this over fall is really happening, isn't it? There is nothing we can do about it. I know. We cannot stop. It. it can't stop it. And why would we? It's the best time of the year. Uh, There's also at St. Mary's Greek Orthodox Church, the big yes, fat right, Greek right, festival. Right. Yeah, that's right by my house. It's in Uptown. Oh, what? Wait. Yeah, no, this one's in Uptown. Oh, we're, I'm thinking of the one in July nope. but, uh, yep. on Summit. Okay. Nope. This one is in, uh, this is at St. Mary's, which is over by Bidet Makaska. It's kind of up in the, uh, kind of up okay. in the... Um, I was thinking of the wrong Greek festival. Yeah, this is off of Irving. Okay. And um, they've got uh, they've got lots of great, like, snacks. Like, talk yeah. about Spanakopita. I love just saying it. Spanakopita. Spanakopita. I say Spanakopita, which I know is wrong, but it's still That's all right. I've been fun. saying things wrong all night, all right. morning. It's good. But they've got Euros and baklava and all sorts of good things Moussaka. there, too. Oh. And then here's the thing out happening out. It's also grape stomping season. It's like harvest, like the harvest. So out in Waconia. Because at, it was 100 degrees two days ago. I know. How's this no, happening? Because this is nature and the, the grapes are going to come. And so is it nature or is it climate warning? It's warming. still nature. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but Sovereign Estate out in Waconia is doing uh, that today. They've got. Free wine tastings. They've got like yacht rock bands, and you can actually stomp grapes. Yeah, a friend of mine, Julie, loves that place and yeah. brought me a bottle of their rose that I have not tapped yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, she loves it out there. I know. So. It's really, you know what? You know, we don't have a lot of vineyard culture in yeah. because of the city. You don't right. really, you know, but if you head out to some of the, if you go, you know, to like the Seven Vines out in White Bear Lake area, or mm-hmm. if you go to Waconia, there's three in Waconia. There's uh, yeah, Deerdorf, exactly. you know, Orchards, which also has mm-hmm. uh, the 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 winery attached to it, Parley yeah. Lake. And then there's Shram, and then there's Sovereign Estate. And right. I think there's a, it's kind of a fun little vibe. And like I said, I think Luconia is such a great yeah. little day trip. It's so beautiful out there. You really, you you breathe. It's a really great day getaway. Yeah, it is. Make it a weekend. Stay Make at weekend. someone's house. Do it. Hi, Go find a friend. Hi, Heather. We're All coming right. over. Thanks for being here, Alex. Everybody have a great weekend. Bye. Ciao, ciao.